Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, everybody. It's really great to have you here. Uh, on the show, uh, and I just all fired up a little bit here today. You know, I just, um, on on Thursdays, uh, I get to do a couple of different shows. Um, today, kind of fascinating. I got to do a show with uh, Dr. Robin Smith, and, and uh, you know, those of us that are in this field, Sandy Brewer is going to be joining me here in a minute, Empowering Women Today with Sandy Brewer. You know, those of us that are in this field, that are out there in the world, and you know, we sign up and we show up um, uh, as whether we're human behavior specialists, relationship experts. You know, Dr. Sandy Brewer, uh, my guest today, uh, it works with people all the time. And it, it was something fascinating today, Benny, is that, you know, this, this woman, Dr. Robin Smith, you know, she's been on television, Oprah, all that stuff. She writes a book that is a complete expose. Uh, but it's it's fantastic. It is it is the way that folks like Dr. Robin and Dr. Sandy come out into the world and share their stories and share their light, and that's what I love. And, and today's show is all about that. I want to welcome all of you to the Dr. Pat show. I'll give a shout out for my main man, Mr. Betty. Hello, Mr. B. Howdy, Pat. Yippee, Skippy. And I am trying to find you on Skype, but I'll have to figure that out a little bit later. <laughs> you would think I would know how to do some of this stuff by now, wouldn't you? Ah, it's all right. But, you know, it's the same as always. Same platform, I think, that Microsoft used to use, or Hotmail, and then it should it switch over. It is the same platform now, right? Because now they that's, own Skype. Yeah, that's what you told me to do, so I'm just little, yeah. working by you. Yeah, I love <laughs> Mr. Benny, hey, thank you. You're welcome. I love you. Um, we've got a great show, Benny, today. You know, one of the things we're talking about is empowering women today. And Sandy Burrow is joining us here today. You know, what is it about the challenges? They just keep on coming. <laughs> that sounds like a Johnny Cash song or something. They just keep on coming. What is it about our lives that, you know, get us trumped up? You know, we get stuck, step in a pothole, whatever that is. You know, how is it? that we've come to see our lives, uh, our lives as something other than just bright and shiny and unlimited. Well, that's what, uh, that's what Dr. Sandy Brewer does. She gets to work with a whole lot of people to remind us that we truly are uh, absolutely incredible beings. You know, she wrote a compelling memoir. And today we're going to give a copy of it away. Pursuit of Light. 
you know, what does this mean? You know, this award-winning book, what is her journey, her story? You know, why is it more and more of us are coming out and sharing stories about our lives? Um, Not just the things that we accomplish, but what it was like to take the journey. You know, what was it like for some of us to look in the mirror and say yes to ourselves? And uh, today's show is an invitation about becoming empowered and having it be more than just a buzz phrase or a fad. Um, You know, she is, uh, Sandy is, uh, I have to tell you, inspirational, exciting, dynamic, uh, and much more. She is one of the top radio hosts out there that has been talking about what it means to shine the light, what does it mean to step forward in the pursuit of that which is truly our birthright, joy, abundance, and love. And today, this show is about what empowerment really means, what it is and what it isn't. Sandy, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dr. Pat, thanks. It's so good to be here with you again. Thank you for having me. I'm excited, and what a fabulous subject, women's empowerment. It's um, We all get, get to be on the front lines of that these days, and it's a good, good thing. You know, it's really interesting uh, being on the front lines. I, I was just mentioning that I had just done an interview with Dr. Robin Smith, uh-huh. and you know, Robin is, you know, Robin is like you, out in the world, speaking the truth. And then she writes a book called Hungry. And, you know, she already had a ton of things under her belt, but now she writes a book because her soul would not stop. You know, she was being pulled forward, just like you are in the work that you do. But we got to a place where we talked about why would, would each of us, that are in the fields we are in psychology and human behavior, you know, why would we why would we step out of the box and share our personal lives? And I want to talk with you about that because you've done that. You know, this is something you do. You know, we work in a field, in a profession, at least I got, have gotten a lot of grief from my, uh, my, my graduate school about, what we should be saying, what we should be doing, what we should be believing because of the profession and the field that we're in. And I wanted to start this conversation with you about that, because if we're going to talk about empowering women, you know, I think it's important that we share what we have gone through and yet to go through so that we can understand the difference between being empowered or being disempowered. Do you understand, you know, how important this is and the work that you've done and the book you've written, Sandy? I mean, this is really where we no longer can think out of the box. Thanks to people like you, you've created a new box. Well, and you have too, Pat. So here's the thing that we have to always step outside of the confines of a limited structure and and be so authentic within ourselves when we're not protecting ourselves from uh, some kind of an arbitrary image that we think we have to live up to. That's when we learn the most for ourselves, and it also gives us a position to teach the best because we learn best through examples we and everything that we've experienced if we if we have any good sense at all will humble the heck out of us because there isn't anybody who really has gone through challenging times 
and then chooses to find the, the gift in that challenge, knows that it is not a straight path. And so it, what makes me a really good therapist is there are a few mistakes I didn't make, you know? So it's looking at those places and go, wow, I just so messed that up. And now I have to forgive myself and not be guilty and not judge me anyway. How do I find that deeper presence in me that wants to know love more than I want to know the pain of self-judgment, the pain of the places through which I've traveled as a kid, the pain of doubt and insecurity? And remember, clarity empowers. So if I can't get clear with me, I'm never going to find that empowerment, that freedom to be the woman that I came to be, to just be me. And and that's where the joy comes in, that that's where the past doesn't just keep lingering as pain, but we take the pearl, we find the pearl of wisdom from the past, and we wear it like a little crown of pearls on our head, and we let the rest of it go, because all that we want is the gift. To do that, though, we have to have trained ourselves to be so into that place where we will transcend fear and transcend self-judgment that we are willing to embrace through humbleness, through forgiveness, that concept of that we are one with this amazing source of love that is so much greater than our circumstance, greater than our doubt, greater than our experience of pain and suffering. I know on my show later today, we're going to be talking about victim, and, and it's it's such an important thing to understand that we take victim out of the picture because it's only an experience. When we make it an identity, we cripple ourselves for the rest of our lives. Well, you know, this is really what I'm all fired up, you know, to talk with you about because there are things that uh, we don't know we don't know about about ourselves, right? You know, I mean, I don't know about you. Maybe it's because I'm getting older here, Sandy, that, I, that I'm having these moments where I'll do something or I'll say something, and it'll be like, oh, where'd that come from? You know, like, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I think my evil twin has taken over my body. Um, but are you finding that in your life now? Because, you know, I had a couple of different interesting conversations this past month, March here. And, you know, a lot of them were questions at me um, uh, uh, about things that, you know, what are you afraid of? What, you know, why aren't you clear about this? Why don't you know about this? It's really been an interesting dialogue. And I, I realized that part of empowerment is defending nothing. Do you exactly. Think? Defenselessness is one of the most important things we can do. And on a magnet, if we have a bar that's a magnet, um, the center of the magnet is the place where it, is the, it has the most power. So anytime we get into having to defend ourselves, we are really coming from lack and fear and self-doubt. And all we have to do is turn toward that feeling. When we have a feeling, we don't have a truth. We just have a a grouping of chemicals in our body causing us to feel a certain way. We can say, I feel insecure or I feel whatever, and the feeling isn't the issue. What we choose to do about the feeling is what empowers us and also creates our reality. Because I'm only a victim, and I want, you know, you've gone through lots of hard things in your life. Many people have. I certainly have gone through really harsh, harsh things in my life. And one of the key ingredients that I learned 
early in my life was I'm only a victim if I give somebody else my mind. And so mm-hmm. if I'll take charge of my mind, and it's that's a simple but not easy. It's a simple statement, you know, not a complicated statement, but it is not easy to apply when we have this mishmash of chemistry going on in our physical system causing us to feel a certain way. But if I give that situation, that feeling, my mind, if I let that be the statement of who and how I am, then I will stay victimized. And I absolutely have learned early in my life that I cannot do that and thrive. And so in order to start my healing process, I completely, I took away as an option the concept that I'm a victim. I experienced places where I was victimized. But I'm not my experience. Experiences are only places through which we travel. And keeping their passages, keeping that in mind instead of wrapping identity Mm -hmm. around it, changes our possibility for everything. I love this. I love this conversation. We're going to take a short break. Uh, Sandy Brewer is in the house, and we're going to talk about, you know, what is it, that feeling that you get, that feels like a knot in your stomach? almost to the point of being nauseous, and yet, simultaneously, instantaneously, which means at the same time, you feel free. Can both that part of anxiety exist at the moment of your freedom? Sandy Brewer is in the house. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. preceding audio was via a Skype call. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenna Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennaRice.com to learn more and to book a private session or dial 415-235-2807. Beloved Ascended Master St. Germain, through the transmediumship of Michael Shane, is offering a one-time series of transformative healing sessions to help you let go and be who you truly are. Experience two crystal light energy healings and one past life regression with Michael for $125, a savings of $215. This offer is available to the first 20 callers who schedule their session. Be one of the first. Call now, 1-800-508-6437, 1-800-508-6437. Schedule your session and visit michaelshane.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Tune in to The Sandy Brewer Show, getting to the heart of what matters in your life. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and experience the powerful healing voice of Dr. Sandy Brewer, one of Call and Talk Radio's most dynamic, compelling personalities. Get ready for inspiration and contagious humor and her been there, done that, no-nonsense advice to meet today's challenges. Listen and call in at 800-930-2819 for The Sandy Brewer Show. Get inspired. 
create the life you desire with internationally known radio host and motivational speaker, Sue London. Sue inspires millions of people to overcome difficult or traumatic situations in their lives. People feel hope, courage, and are ready to move forward after hearing Sue speak. Book motivational speaker Sue London for your next event at AskSueLondon.com. That's AskSueLondon.com. Tune in to the Sean and Jen Show, Soul Path Insights Radio, each Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show with Sean and Jen will have you saying yes to as much abundance as you desire. Imagine a happier soul radiating energy in all areas of your life. Get ready to understand the meaning and the message in your life. Shift obstacles to opulence. Experience powerful, intuitive coaching, live readings, and transformative tools as Sean and Jen dare you to live your best life. The following audio is via a Skype call. Everybody, I want to welcome you back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, thank you so much for tuning us in, turning us on. For more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com. Sandy Brew is my very, very special, uh, special guest today on the show. We're actually in a little bit. We're going to give away an autographed copy of her book, uh, uh, which is an award-winning memoir, Pursuit of Light, an Extraordinary Journey. Uh, we're going to be giving two of those away, Mr. Benny. Uh, but we'll give them away individually. I wanted to tell everybody that if you want to find out more about Sandy, you can go to sandybrewer.com or you can go to sandybrewershow.com. Either way, you're going to be able to connect with her and, um, you know, all of the things that she's got going on to help all of us be the best that we could be. Sandy, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today on the show. It's my privilege. You know, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the script that we have. Uh, and I think I want to ask you a question about that in the context of the book that you wrote. Okay. I mean, Pursuit of Light, you know, this is an award-winning book. It's a memoir, and this is something that you've written. But you, you, you must have had some challenges and bringing that message to the forefront. So I would love for you to talk a bit about what you had to come face-to-face with within yourself to, to write the book. Well, by the time I wrote the book, I, I had already mastered, I'd already come face-to-face, but getting to the place where that was a fait accompli, that was really hard because we all have whatever situations we went through, it, we have the equivalent of our demons. There is such pain and such torture that we're left with in, in that place of feeling so unworthy, so abused, so unloved, and so traumatized that the process of recovery is extraordinary, and it takes great will. And I think the thing where it set in for me is when I was 18, and I remember this. I remember, and I'm a whole lot older now, so I remember <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember standing, it was at night, and standing on a street corner, and, and like, 
saying out loud. Fortunately, nobody else was around, and it was a different era. But, but, but being making this vow that I will not uh, uh, repeat it because I had been really severely abused to the point of near death more than once. So I vowed at 18 that the one focus of my life is I will not repeat what happened to me, and and it was like this vow that somehow registered from my soul out, and I wouldn't have even used, certainly at 18, that language. But, and, and at the time, it never occurred to me that I would be happy. It never occurred to me that I would have a career, that I would have a family, that I would have a husband that I adore, etc., etc. I didn't think I'd live to be 30, quite frankly. But I just vowed that I would not repeat it. And what I didn't know at the time, making that kind of an organic, almost spiritual level vow without knowing that's what I was doing, I had committed to my own healing because then that pressure from within to keep looking it in the eye, to keep finding answers that were not in books, to keep searching, to understand that it doesn't matter how many classes I take, how many courses I pass, how many good grades I get, the strongest, most profound use of the school of life. And I need to be able to let life teach me and not see life as something that's trying to hurt me. So those, now that's easy to get to, you know, after 35 years, or easier, was easier for, for me to get to after all those years. But going through my teens, going through my 20s, really, really hard. And it takes that place where we have to set whatever the goal is, whatever the intention is, and, and, and set that intention and hold it. And for me, the darkest point came when I was around 28, and I had two kids school age at that time. And I sensed this, I don't know how or why, but I sensed this cloud coming at me, this deep, dense cloud coming at me. And I went through the house and I threw away anything I would have hurt myself with. And that, so I, my husband at that time, uh, not my husband now, but my husband at that time, <laughs> like many, I had to practice on others. So my yeah, husband at that too. time, yeah, yeah, didn't work, didn't work right up front. So I had, but I had to, uh, I went through the house and I threw away all the bullets to his gun. I threw away uh, uh, any meds because that would have been a temptation. I wasn't worried about knives. I'm way too uh, squeamish, you know, so I wasn't going to cut anything. But then I, about three days later, this black cloud descended. And literally for about three months, I sat on a chair once, and my kids got them through the door to school, and I sat on a chair and looked at these closed drapes and took the phone off the hook. And I said, it is 9 o'clock, you will live to 10. It is 10 wow. o'clock, you will live to 11. At 2 o'clock, they got home at 2.45. I said to myself, it is 2 o'clock, you, you will not let your children come home to a dead mother. And mm. that, and then and they would come in, and I w was, you know, not able to get up and help them, but I could tell them where to get a snack, and then they would go in front and play, and my husband would come home at 5, and I would go upstairs. And that went on for three months, and then the clouds started to lift. So what I'm saying is the idea, when, when we're going through really, really the dark night of the soul, the, to be 
we have to find will. We just have to find will to hold on to a point of view or a, a possibility greater than whatever we're in at the moment. And at that time, I had like zero money. I couldn't find $4 for a tire pump to fix a leaky tire in the car. So there was no way I could get outside help. It made me have to go deeper inside. And I was blessed and fortunate to be able to do that. But if we'll set an intention and hold it, and no matter how we're feeling, we don't change our mind about the bottom line, and we're patient, and we know that somehow, some way, we are going to get to the other side. That, that it's like just a spaceship going around, literally the dark side of the moon, the moon. Our, our spirit, our souls will guide us around the, the darkest place, the biggest abyss, and we will come back into the light because the light is always greater than the dark. It isn't that the light disappeared. It's that we went through the dark so we could find the depth of the light that we are. But those stages when we're in it can be rough. And the only reason I told that intense story is so that when it's really rough, that we hold on to the concept of possibilities, the concept of hope, the concept of healing, the concept that I am one with a source greater than how I feel, greater than my circumstance, and that I hold on to somehow, some way, it knows how to come through for me, and it will. And that's DNA greater than my circumstance certainly greater than my physical parents, which in and of itself is a blessing. So um, that's, that's how we have to do it. We have to apply will and then understand when we're not in that kind of intense trauma and we're, just, and, and we're in the everyday situations that we all go through as women, and we start to find out where are we leaking power. You know, one of my favorite stories about that, Pat, is I was doing a workshop several years ago in, in uh, Denver, and I was talking to this woman who was probably in her year around 60, and um, she was telling me, and she was a very sophisticated woman, had her own money, her own everything, and, and a world traveler. And she was telling me how no matter where she was in the world, she had to call her mother every day at 10 a.m. No matter where she was. You know, it could be 2 a.m. in the morning for right, her time. Right, she right. had to call every And she's 60. You know, so her mom's got to be in her 80s. This has been going on for a long time. And and I looked at this uh, lovely lady and, and was talking to her for a minute, and then I said, are, are you afraid she won't die, meaning your mother? Are you afraid? She, I mean, are you, I just gave away the punchline. Are you afraid she's going to die? And this woman looked at, at me with this plaintive look on her face and plaintive voice and said, she won't die. You know? wow. so it's like it's like we keep waiting for something outside of us to be able to say, I need to set a boundary. I need to be able to care about myself so much that I'm not looking for a partner or a husband or a mother to be able to give me permission to be me. But my boundary is that I choose to be me. I choose to be able to speak from my truth. I choose to find it. And when I feel weak with that and get that clutch in the gut, that I'm understanding that that clutch in the gut is just because speaking for myself, moving in the direction that supports myself, isn't familiar yet. So my body's still operating in the past and going, danger, Will Robinson, danger. But if we don't, if we wait until we don't have that that 
goosey place in our gut before we take new action, none of us would ever do anything. We, we just have we would just stay there hugging the tree right. trunk, and that's not right. where life happens. Well, and, you know, it's interesting about this because you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, that there's this conversation about, you know, what is it about discomfort that is truly comfortable? You know, what can we know about it that it has this beautiful edge around it that we could learn from? But But what if it isn't? discomfort, right? What if it is guidance? And and that's the conversation. How do we pay attention to what it is that's helping us move forward? And how does the past either help us or hinder us from doing that? Sandy Brewer, my very special guest, when we're going to take a short break, when we come back, I'm going to give a copy of her amazing book away. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. Don't forget, you could also listen to the Sandy Brewer Show. When we come back, we'll tell you all about it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Hi, my name is Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to creatinggreaterpossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. It's free and it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. Saskia Rowell, the international soul guide who has followed her soul from Hong Kong and Africa to America. Saskia cracks open the lives of her clients and brings their soul's purpose to life. Are you stuck in a life that doesn't work? Go to YourSoulGuidance.com for your 21-day roadmap to the life you secretly dream about absolutely free. Discover surprising truths about your soulmate, talents, blocks, and more. Now is the time. Go to YourSoulGuidance.com. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Did you know most coffee, not all, have hidden dangers lurking in it? A recent investigation into grocery store coffee revealed three dangers. First, modern coffee farming produces dangerously high acidity and caffeine. Second, mold content in grocery store coffee contains dangerous toxins. Yuck! Third, government agencies have found grocery store coffee containing 400 times the carcinogens allowed in drinking water. You will be relieved to know that Camano Island Coffee Roasters takes the worry out of your sip of coffee. Imagine how your coffee tastes without mold, carcinogens, or poison. Get your free coffee report, The Five Hidden Dangers Lurking in Your Coffee Cup. Visit NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com to get your free copy now. That's NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com. And check out Camano Island Coffee Roasters. Call the Oprah of radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Pat-Show.com for listening times in your area. 
Holistique Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistique Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome back. Thanks, Mr. Benny. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Uh, For those of you out there, uh, go to sandybrewer.com. Right now, what we'd love to do, Mr. Benny, is um, let's give away an autographed copy of Sandy's uh, award-winning book, Uh, 1-800-930-2819 for the first caller. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. First caller, we'd love to give you a copy of that book. You could also say hello to Mr. Benny. Uh, ask him whatever you'd like. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Sandy, <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome back to the show. Thanks, uh, Pat. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, Benny will talk to me after the show about that. But, you know, this is, um, you know, look. This is a conversation about empowerment, and certainly in an hour, it's tough to go through it all. Um, but I, I, I think we have to talk about a couple different things. Um, I, I did a show on forgiveness yesterday, and anyone that's been in an abusive relationship like you have, I, I'm always fascinated to hear about what your take on it is. And before the break, and during the break, I asked the question about the past. And, you know, have you ever wanted to have, look, I grew up in the streets of New York City, so we were always, we were always into the do-over, right? Mm-hmm. Always into the do-over, right? You're playing stickball or something or handball, and all of a sudden somebody, you know, throws a basketball on the, on the court, and you miss the point, you're like, do-over, right? You know that one? Mm-hmm. I should sure do. Have you ever wanted any do-overs? Um, oddly enough, uh, on, on streetball, yes, and on, on things like that, and maybe high school romances. But as far as life, I was always ended up so grateful that I got through whatever segment I was in that I thought, oh, my God, just let me start from this place. Yeah, you know, like, I don't want to go back and redo. I just am grateful that I got through it, and now... How do I use it to try to build something better for the future? Because I know that, and it's important for all of us, of course, to remember, and I keep reteaching it to myself, too, that if I want tomorrow to be different than yesterday, I have to respond to a given set of circumstances in a new way today, because this is the only time I have to create. So so it's that constant place of, of forgiveness and letting go and making room for ourselves as the traveler and then understanding that an essential component of forgiveness is is that I don't have to agree with myself. I can go, wow, you know, what what was I thinking? And not take it personally and still have compassion for understanding that whatever I missed and, and for whatever reason I created 
some kind of a conundrum if that's what happened, that I have compassion for the parts I couldn't see, because we can't change what we can't see. And it takes experience to convert knowledge into wisdom. So when we get some information and then we take it out for a spin, we can miss the mark pretty easily. And, and then we learn. And then we get more and more free to not have anything reflect our value. And that there is that grace that we keep reaching for to walk within that concept of, of who we are at our core that is humbling and that keeps informing our new day. So I, I wasn't one, and maybe because the, the level of trauma was pretty intense, I never wanted to redo. I just wanted to go, it's like labor. Thank God it's over. Do you know? It's so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, this, before we talk about forgiveness and letting go, I want to just say that we the book, um, we've already given one book away. Let's go ahead and give another one to the Great. first Great. Yeah, 1-800-930-2819. I think that took all of about 10 seconds to give that first book away. <laughs> uh, let's give the second book away. 1-800-930-28... Uh, I can't even remember my number here. 2819. Uh, let's talk forgiveness, girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what is it and what is it not? And, you know, I talked about it yesterday... And I guess I'm one of these folks that uh, I think I'm kind of in the John D. Martini camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure where forgiveness fits in. You know, I'm one of these people that leans towards gratitude as a placeholder for forgiveness. And and I wanted to hear your point of view from it because um, it is a a very complex construct. And I don't know how many, how often I've heard people um, look at it, practice all the steps, and still get really botched up with it. So I, I'd love to hear your perspective on it. I think forgiveness has nothing to do with uh, you or I or the guy across the street is a dirty, rotten so-and-so, and I forgive you anyway. I, I think that's a... a, a a misconstruct of or misconstruing of uh, of my perspective of forgiveness. I my point of view about forgiveness is like it's almost a living, breathing, pulsating part of life because it's it really at its core is about letting go. It's about bringing love into any situation and letting go of personal bias, using it as a personal, as a mirror or a personal, whatever the circumstance is, as a, as a personal reference of value. It's about expanding to include that life is not a straight line. My journey into understanding love and understanding caring and understanding kindness and being able to bring that forth from me uh, to the best of my ability is not a straight line. And every time I trip up or feel like someone, uh, well, you know, I don't feel this way. If someone is trying to trip me up, I just don't personalize that. I don't take that on because I'm not going to do victim. But I am going to know that I have to make choices and set appropriate boundaries, and the boundaries are about me. How will I treat me? What will I put as my bottom lines for my life? So forgiveness isn't so much about 
good guys, bad guys, and right and wrong. I, and, and it certainly isn't about fair and unfair uh, because life, is, life doesn't work that way. It is about expanding to include my journey and, and my growth and my process and my unfolding healing and wisdom as it is given to me. It is about being willing to let go of my biases and, and needing to use a situation to mirror whether or not I am okay. And my truth, absolutely, as I practice this and try to walk in that, that um, internal grace, which is the nature of all of us, is that at the end of the day, because I do think every aspect of life is about a spiritual journey into being able to heal the illusion of separation when we engage a, a, a human body, uh, to be able to heal the illusion of separation from all that we are when we are uh, riding in these complex vehicles called bodies on a complex planet. So as we heal that separation at the end of the day, because it is my soul unfolding my journey for me, with me, through me, that at the end of the day, there's nothing to forgive. There's only something to unfold. And that's what forgiveness is, is to me. And that's what it keeps taking me toward. Ah, I am unfolding. I'm unfolding the concept of love. I'm unfolding the concept of wisdom. I'm unfolding the concept of grace. And, and please let me always, to the best of my ability to, today, try to see myself and my life and my world through the eyes of love. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, this is probably one of the more powerful conversations about empowerment. You know, because it's really, I think, you know, what you said, Sandy, is it's extremely difficult to do anything without coming from a place of love or compassion. We're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about attachment. You know, <laughs> I what love is that it? one. <laughs> Don't you love that one? You I know, love that one, right. <laughs> yeah. Here's the question for everyone. Sandy, you're going to chuckle, right? Uh -huh. What is it about us that keeps attracting them same old, same old? You know, why is it we have difficulty with healthy boundaries? And what is the most significant reason that women that are in abusive relationships, and, and I say that that abusive verbal as well as physical, what is mm -hmm. it about it that makes it so hard to leave Rihanna Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. <laughs> the preceding audio was via a Skype call. Tune in each Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the hit show, Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. Spark your spirit and ignite your soul with spiritual conversation and enlightening guests that will help you get clear and catapult you into action. You'll meet metaphysical movers and shakers, intuitives, spiritual visionaries, and more. Want an on-air reading? Karen's down-to-earth style and lively curiosity delivers the compassionate, no-nonsense, intuitive advice that's become her trademark. Visit FogCityPsychic.com and book your reading today. 
Tune into Intuit University, compassionate guidance, connecting you to your inner wisdom with internationally renowned psychic and medium, Sherry Dillard, each Thursday at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern. Get ready for an hour of practical spirituality, fun, and a magic carpet ride into the spirit realm. This hit show is a combination of call-in readings and intuitive mentoring as Sherry supports, inspires, and empowers you to create your highest good in relationships, career, finances, life purpose, spirituality, and more. For more information, visit SherryDillard.com. We are giving birth today. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to ask that you submit a short story to make a difference in someone's life, someone that you care about, someone who could benefit from the care that Wellness One provides. And for that person, Wellness One is going to donate their services, not just to one person, but to several people over time. This decision will be based on the heartfelt sharing of what you write, on what you say that that individual needs. They won't be sharing this story with anyone. It will be completely confidential. Dr. Thane, I would love for you to let folks know the best way to submit their story. Go ahead and send it to my email. It's going to be Dr. Thane's D-R, T is Tom, H-A-I-N is Nancy, at wellnessone, that's W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-O-N-E dot net. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, for more information about us on The Dr. Pat Show, do, uh, go, do check us out. Go to thedrpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. For more information about Sandy and her show, uh, go to sandybrewer.com or go to sandybrewershow.com. Sandy, take a minute and tell folks when you're on. We're on this afternoon, one o'clock, on every Thursday, 1 o'clock uh, Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern time. We're stream live. And then yep. if, if, and we're call and talk radio show. So I'm really, really intuitive as well as having 35 plus several plus years experience in this. So when somebody calls in, 
I have the privilege of being able to tune in right away to what's going on and create a dialogue. It's a really safe place. There's not a Dr. Laura in sight. Everything is, is, is safe and secure. People can call. They can be anonymous. They cannot be anonymous. But the dialogues that we've been able to create with people who call us is fabulous, and it spreads its wealth of information because what we talk about is something that's going to affect a whole lot of people. So I'm excited about it, and and um, and I'm we're on in a few hours. So yay! Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> very very cool. Uh, and uh, and for those of you out there, um, there's lots of information about Sandy. And if you if you didn't get a copy of her book today, it's certainly available through her website. Let's talk about attachment. Attachment, yes. Attachment, um, attachment. You know, people use a lot of different words. I actually mm-hmm. love that word, attachment. I really do, because mm-hmm. I think it sums it up. You know, sometimes right. we use the word addiction, and people say, ah, oh, no way, that's yeah. not me. I, I don't need to call them. I don't need to, you know, I could live without them. I, you know, I don't care. And then all of a sudden we're thinking, oh, my God, I wonder if Billy Joe is in the church today. Or Exactly. So let's talk attachment. What What is it that we should know and what is it that we should know not to do? Okay, well, attachment, by the way, we're defining it, is, almost, is always a, a surrendering of our own power. Uh, and it's that place where uh, the idea that somebody else completes me or I need somebody else to complete me, that means I haven't actually completed myself. That's going to be uh, attachment. The, the therapeutic word for attachment is codependency. And so we're always going to need the other person to fulfill f- or fill in the part of us that we are still missing. And it never, ever ever works. You can have you live in a treehouse for a little while thinking it works, but then you're going to fall right out of that treehouse and hit the ground and it's going to be hard and bumpy. And what happens in attachment, uh, Pat, from my point of view, is that we're always asking the wrong question. So what we're doing when we get that kind of codependent attachment is we're, we've got the sequence wrong. Instead of wanting the other person to complete us or to uh, meet my needs of emptiness or lovelessness or even companionship, what we really need to do when we get that, that really clenched fit, a fist attachment that's making us operate like we're majoring in OCD, that, that we need to ask the question of ourselves, what do I want the other person to do for me that I need to do for myself? And if we don't get the question right, we can't find the answer. But there is a, a – I remember when John and I were, were connected and dating but not yet quite committed. And, and uh, I knew my husband's former wife, not well, but I knew her. I knew his former girlfriend, same, not well, but I knew her. And I knew that my husband was drawn to strong women who then – Took a, he's just the nicest man on the planet, took advantage of his niceness. And like what we were talking about in the break, John was the one who would draw the line and say, okay, that's it, I'm done. And guys can do that. You were using the example of Kenny Rogers. You've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Guys right. are better at that than, than oh, we yeah. women are. But, but we could take a little lesson there. But I remember when, yeah. John, when John and I were, were talking and we were in the kitchen and something happened. And, and he said something, and I knew he was just kind of 
referring and, and trying to make sure that he wasn't, we weren't going in the direction that he had already been in a relationship. And I just looked at him and said, you know, John, I think you're forgetting that I'm, I'm not these other women. The bottom line is I love you, but I don't need you, and I'm never going to need you. I want you. I love you. I support you. I appreciate so much being supported by you, but I don't need you. And the definition of need in that was really, so it's all about semantics there, is I don't need you in that way where I'm going to cling you, cling to you and need you to be my strength in everyday situations. I will thank you for believing me in me when I am having trouble believing in myself, but I will never ask you to do it for me because I know you can't. I have to do that. So when we get into that place where we want our partners or our situation or our bosses, or like in that, that the Jane's uh, example of the woman who couldn't not call her mother at 10 in the morning, when we want the other person to do it for us, that's attachment. I need that person to reflect back to me my freedom, my well-being, the idea that I'm loved and worthy of love. Attachment cripples. And, and then we keep thinking that we get in, like you mentioned, Rihanna, and God bless her, but, but um, we get into that idea that, well, if I just stick with it, I'm going to mold this person the way I want them to be. And that never, ever works. So we can't marry potential. We have to let potential develop, and then we marry it. And, and, and then if we think we can go back into a toxic situation like abuse, and that somehow the other person or we have magically shifted, that's not true. It's like going into uh, uh, if, if we have an addiction to alcohol. It's like saying, I can take just one drink. Your body is already allergic and more to alcohol and can't process it. When we have been in an addictive, uh, not addictive, but abusive relationship that is very riveting, that keeps draw, that's seductive, that keeps drawing us back, when there is an originating time in our lives that set up that dynamic where we are repeating thinking that if we pay enough price, if we just work hard enough, if we fix it hard enough, we will be okay. That always leads back to when we were kids. I'm sorry. I always hate when it sounds too psychological, but that <laughs> one is the way that it works. You know? <laughs> so, as a therapist, sorry about the psychology, folks, but that's the way it works. <laughs> and then we play that out as adults. And the way the brain works is the brain is always like a, 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 a computer on a spell check mission. It's always saying, do I have any information about this situation, which means this frequency. And when we still have echoes of that originating time in us, it goes back, it's holographic, so it opens up the entire file. And then we may think, we could swear on a set stack of whatever we hold sacred, that we will not get drawn into this again. But it's like an alcoholic bellying up to a bar. We may not want to. We may be determined not to. But that chemical equation that's going to take over our biological system is going to become so strong, so mesmerizing, that, that we can't uh, uh, move away from it. And that, that we, it's not that we can't ever stop it, but we are reducing our odds of being able to just keep moving forward. And we cannot look at the other person and parse them out. 
We have to see them as a whole. And if you get any echo of abuse or bullying or uh, uh, verbal abuse or crossing boundaries, and you think that that person has changed from the one who was more in-depth in abuse, that's simply not true. That's living in a treehouse. We're going to fall out of the bottom and hit the ground hard. Oh, ouch. Ouch. I know. Ouch. Boo. Ouch. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Sandy. You are so welcome, my dear. Thank you for having me. I sure do appreciate it. Yeah. It's like a friend of mine said about that Kenny Rogers song. I I, I hope I get this right. You know, the one where you got to know when to hold them and go Uh when to hold them. She described her life as, you you gotta you gotta know when to hold them, and then you gotta know when to hold them tighter. And I thought, <laughs> okay, there we go with that one. That's so sad. Right? <laughs> I know, I know, but you know, she knows who she is, and so exactly. anytime we know who we are, we can. We and then can we can work them. with it. We can say, hey, I gotta trust. And I'll trust me in the situation that everything's going to be okay if we if we just stay with that intention. I love it, Sandy Brewer. Everyone, thank you, Mr. Benny, for a great show. Uh, everybody out there, we will see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. But don't touch that dial. Mary Jane Mack coming up next. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Transformation Talk Radio showcases a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, education, and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Our hosts bring together some of the planet's most preeminent and visionary change makers, best-selling authors, motivational speakers, leading-edge scientists and futurists, environmentalists and educators, world-renowned spiritual leaders, inventors, filmmakers, artists, mystics, and healers that are stimulating and supporting individual and collective growth. Get ready to create positive cultural shifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Join us in making a meaningful difference in the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com. That's TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, Believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. 
And and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we we've just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening and keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk Radio. Radio.